One. Hey, hey everybody. I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm O Katrina. And this is Woman, Woman Up Podcast. For those of you who are new, this is a podcast where two crazy cat lady feminists talk about geeky stuff. And, and, and other things. But mostly geeky stuff. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much geeky Mainly stuff. Mainly just geeky stuff. I, I think we're fairly solidly in geeky yeah. cat feminism. You know, and then Cyclone. sometimes, no, dinosaurs are pretty geeky too. Yeah. I think everything I mean, else that we talk about counts as geeky. I'm having a moment, because I just realized that I, most of my life is not, fa- is not unrelated to fandom at this point. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to let you have that moment. <laughs> this uh, is upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> so the way this podcast works is, first we run down the latest geeky news, then we talk about our main topic, which this week is... Streaming! Streaming. And then we round it out with our chick picks, which are things that we think that you should check out. We have picked those chicks for you. <laughs> we picked the chicks. We picked the chicks. <laughs> uh, don't tell the police. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive right in. Right in the news. Um, um, so the first news is already exciting because I don't know how to pronounce this man's name. Woo! Um, but Black Panther has a new writer, and it is Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yay! I feel like his name's Ta-Nehisi. This is a big move for Marvel, who has classically uh, made a big uh, to-do about how diverse their characters are, yet not hired diverse, or diverse writers. So, very interesting to see a black man writing about a black man. Isn't that funny? Wow, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Unheard of. It actually is, um, pretty much. He also seems really funny because a lot of people are tweeting him because I guess the, the stuff that he normally writes is really deep mm-hmm. and really long and, like, all about socio-political, economic implications. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that sort of really deep stuff. And so a lot of people are snarkily tweeting him, like, oh, is this going to be, like, a 500-page novel about, um, you know, blah, 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 or is Cornell West going to have a problem with this? And He's replying really hilariously to everything so far. Um, so I am on his side. Mm-hmm. And also, he's a geek. This was a case of somebody who um, was known in the, the public sphere for something, but was mm-hmm. also a geek, and so was able to actually see his dream come true and write for a comic. So I thought that was also pretty awesome. Yeah, it's always good to see people who actually love what they're doing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, really excited for that comic. I when I first saw the the announcement, I just saw uh, Tanahisi Coates is writing Black Panther, and I was like, "What?" Because I thought it was movie news, but it's still oh. just as cool. Like <laughs> it's still just as cool that he's doing this because comics are also awesome, right? So they are also awesome. Um, so since we last spoke to you, there were also some updates about the cast um, of Luke Cage. Uh, most notably, Simone uh, Missick. I've actually never said her name either. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Missick. Mm-hmm. Uh, was cast as Misty Knight. Woo! Um, this is a huge deal because mm-hmm. she is not a barely black woman being cast as a black woman. Like, mm-hmm. this is a black woman. She's black. There's mm-hmm. no questions this time. She's not, you know, biracial and maybe Chinese as well and all these other things that Halle Berry and that other girl are. She's actually a black woman playing an iconic black character, and she's not light-skinned. Like, she's normal-skinned. I don't want to say normal. I'm not saying y'all light-skinned people are not normal. I'm just saying she's, like, average tone. She's like a caramel. This is exciting. Okay? <laughs> I'm really, really excited. And Misty Knight is kind of an iconic character just because she did paved the way for such diverse characters in Marvel. I mean, uh, I mean, we all look at Storm and we go, oh, she's 
the forefront. She's the person who did it. But uh, there are several uh, different diverse characters in Marvel mm-hmm. that were on the small time. And Misty Knight happens to be one of those that made the biggest impact mm-hmm. pretty much wherever she went. I mean, she's had several <laughs> different titles throughout her time as a Marvel character and has helped with the Avengers. Uh, she's teamed up with several different superhero teams. And she's always just been, you know, herself, Misty Knight. So it's really... Right really cool to see this character come to life. Right. Like, definitely one I've been waiting for one for a while. And when I saw the picture of the actress, too, I was just like, that is Misty Knight! Perfect. Like, that's Misty Knight right there! Perfect. Um, and then, in case you hadn't heard, Alfred Woodard is now attached as Mariah Dillard, and she is one of my favorite actresses as well. Um, so... That is going to all be very exciting. It Yay! seems like they have a very promising cast. Let's hope the writers don't fuck it up! Don't fuck <sighs> it up! Definitely. <laughs> Um, next on our list is Totally Awesome Hulk. Um, so it's really funny. Um, there are some people who are doing a little bit of backlash and saying, um, so in case you can't tell from the name, Amadeus Cho is a Korean American. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a little bit of backlash like, oh, they're trying to be so PC, they're transforming Hulk into an Asian man. Um, Amadeus Cho's been around for like a while. He's not new. This is just another case of, of a character taking up a mantle, and mm-hmm. on top of that, there have been so many Hulks. Like that, the like yes. there's a planet of them. I don't know if, uh, if you guys were were aware. But, there's a planet. Um, and 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 Bruce Banner has had his ups and downs throughout history. And it, mm-hmm. again, the thing about all these Marvel titles uh, being handed over to new characters is that there are still running titles for all those characters who were still over there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's Captain America who's 87 in one storyline, and then there's Captain America from Captain America White, which was an interesting... I thought that was the strangest name to... We, we do have to talk about this. So, we announced that Captain America is now Falcon, who is a black man, and mm-hmm. now we have another old Captain America, and you chose to name it Captain America White? Like, are you... It's... I mean, we're, people aren't that stupid, are they? Like, we're, I'm sorry, I'm only here for the white Captain America. I just, Which book is it? Oh, the, this that one. one. I can only think that it really is the marketing people being like, oh, it's red, white, and blue, but like, we'll name this one white so they'll know this is the one they want. When they're and like, actually, I want the white Captain America. I mean, I'm not completely sure that like there was no red, because that's what I was thinking is like, these are, this is, this might be like a trilogy of books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope it is. Because otherwise, like, it wouldn't make sense in context. And then just seeing it randomly on the stand is just like, but you could have named it Captain America Steve, and we should we would have still known. <laughs> we would have still known it Captain was Captain America, Rogers. the white one, the right one. That's what they should have named it. Captain America for Trump fans. <laughs> like, what? No, Trump would not be a fan <laughs> of Captain America. Yeah, Captain America wouldn't be a fan of fucking Trump. No, he would not. Uh, anyway, it, it was a... I saw that, and I was like, what a straight... Maybe Katrina can shed some light onto this choice that they have made. It's just out of context. It's just such a weird thing to just see on your comic shelf, like, at your shop, like, <laughs> the white, white. The And it just says it in the biggest letters possible. It's just weird. It's weird. It's, it's funny, and it's weird. I just imagine it's going to help so many people who are going into their comic book stores looking for the white one. Oh There's my not going to be any confusion. A plus Solani Drac on that Steve, American Dad. Steve Reno, the <laughs> reference. Steve. Yes, we get it. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, yes, so um, I'm looking forward to it. I think he's real hot, and maybe now I'll finally have a crush on Hulk. 
Amadeus chose what we were talking about originally in case we got really off topic. I'm sorry, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I had a crush on Mark Ruffalo for a little while, but now he's just too too much of a dad. <laughs> I was going to say, I would never be attracted to him because he just looks like a kindly father. He's like someone's dad. I'd be like, I can't be in your house. Like, I picture him with some glasses, like, on the bridge of his nose, looking up from his newspaper and be like this. And I'm just like, yeah, his dad. He's dead. Um, and that's another reason why the Black Widow relationship really bothered me because I was like, she's so hot. And he is so a dad. He did. This is sad. Cut your curls, then I'll take you seriously as a He's love a sad. He's a sad. He can't be a dad. Um, <laughs> I lo- there's plenty of dads I like, but <laughs> not okay, one of them. <laughs> not one of them. And not, neither is your. dad. I mean, I like your dad, but I don't like your dad. If you know what I mean, like totally I like fine, not offended. Where's your dad been? He hasn't watched our show in a while. Right? Where the fuck is my dad? Well, it is midnight. Like okay. it's almost midnight where he is. So like, and I can understand his school is back in. Oh, so okay. yeah, so I'd, I'd give him a couple Where's weeks so he can come back. He'll be back. I need to make him a mod, because he won't tolerate shit from none of you. He'll block everyone. You better not make him a mod. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, So, the next interesting thing was uh, Michael B. Jordan um, did an interview, and then did a Snapchat, and then did some tweets, in which it appears he has revealed that he is a fan of hashtag all lives matter. Which is weird and contradictory to literally everything he's ever done. Uh, he is. Uh, he actually last year at the BET Awards made a Black Lives Matter uh, speech, and he, you know, when he was uh, going up for the role of um, Johnny Storm. Sorry, I was about to say the Dumb Brother Storm, <laughs> but uh, when he was going going up for the role of Johnny Storm, he wrote uh, a whole thing about like. Um, defining the color lines or, like, getting away with the color lines in superhero mm-hmm. comics and stuff. So it was really cool, and now it's just kind of, like, murky. Uh, I did not see the All Lives Matter Snapchat. I can't speak to it. I have no idea what that is about. But the GQ interview made him look as dickish as the Miles Teller interview did. Um, he basically said that he is available to females. 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 Females of he, all races. He did that shit where he called us females. Females. That male said a thing. The male specimen opens his mouth and crap comes out. I just don't There's understand. that one. That male don't specimen. Don't call women females. Like, we're going to start coming up with dumb names for you. If you <laughs> I will start, I will start fucking calling you space cadets just I as like, an overall. So, you call me a woman, I'm going to call you a man. It's, It'll be great. We'll be never, friends. I've never heard females said uh, about like human women in a positive tone of voice. Yeah, these, these females, females I can get around, with females. Oh, that you know, female. I got I got females. You know what I'm saying? They ain't nothing to be like. I've never heard anybody be like that. Is my female and I love yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's definitely a weird, strange, freaky turnaround, and it's kind of disappointing. You know, like especially because not only you know has he done all of that, his one of his earliest roles um, was about Station. yeah at, Fru- at Fruitvale Station was about a victim of a racially charged police shooting. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what happened? I mean... Well, I read another wow. article that offered um, a little bit of more insight and said it seemed a little more nuanced than that. Yeah. Yes, he Within seemed context. dickish. Right. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that this is a guy who was raised 
in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are a few other black actors who, I mean, Raven Simone comes to mind, were raised in the industry, and to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest, just like richer white people can't relate to trailer park people, like, you just can't relate to something that you don't experience. It's mm-hmm. just like our politicians not understanding when asked simple questions like, why do you think women get abortions? And our politicians are like, oh, I've never thought of it before. So there is that aspect of it that, like, he he's talking about something he has no experience with. And he has probably always been treated a certain way mm-hmm. and thinks that all black people are treated that way as well. Which is something I've seen from a lot of my friends who grew up in more privileged households, like where their parents were doctors or, or in the military. Mm-hmm. Your viewpoints change depending on how you're raised. That doesn't mean that that's how the majority of people are impacted by things that happen in the world around them. So, kind of upset, but also kind of like, perhaps he is just a product of the dickish, dickish space in which he is being raised. I mean, Matt Damon told a black woman about diversity. Mm -hmm. Like, Hollywood obviously has some fucking problems. Yeah, serious (laughs) disconnect. But hopefully, much like Matt Damon, who, unlike every other white male actor thus far, didn't say, I'm sorry for offending people... He ultimately said, like, I am sorry for talking over someone who obviously knows more. Like, hopefully this is just, like, a learning thing. You know, he's he stood for a lot in the past. And, like, I'm not about to get over here and, and be outraged about everything. But there, you can't, you can't like, not say your fame isn't problematic when that happens. Right. You know? and, so, it, and, you know, it's, it's just also so frustrating. Like, not everyone has to have the same opinion, right? Like, mm-hmm. some people... Especially when you're part of a movement, right? Like, feminism is an easy example. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I would use the no real Scotsman trope of being like, well, real feminists don't feel this, or real whatevers don't feel that. Um, because I didn't want to accept that there are people in the movement that have very different perceptions of what we're aiming for than I am. Mm-hmm. So, But in this sort of case where people are fighting for something good, I just don't understand the concept of, like, giving people their, like, person to put on a pedestal and say, see, see, Michael B. Jordan is a black man and he says it's not a real thing. So all of you unimportant people Mm -hmm. who are not rich and famous, I can ignore you because this rich and famous person said it's not a thing. And Mm -hmm. it's like, fuck. My my friend Aisha, uh, she actually brought up something... Not intentionally in relation, but like adorable it kind of, Aisha? Uh, yeah, adorable Aisha. She she brought this up and she was talking about it on Twitter and she says, uh, you know, no offense to the new Pope, but I hate how people are just now using his views to to suddenly change their opinions mm-hmm. and suddenly do this. Um, you know, the Pope is okay with gay people. Suddenly, oh well, let's consider the gays. And right. so I I kind of understand that. Or it's just like. People learn and there's development, but yeah, there are are definitely feminists with very different opinions on subjects that I find very important. Right. So. Um, Speaking of that, the hashtag masculinity so fragile. (gasps) Comedy! Um, So definitely meant to be teasing and, you know, kind of poke fun at the fragility of masculinity, which is actually a thing, Mm -hmm. and it's a toxic thing that is hurting men. Um, You know, you know, what's really funny about it is there are quite a few men getting offended, which is hilarious because how often have you heard that something was just a joke? <laughs> it's just a joke. Why are you taking it so seriously, you crazy it's feminist? It's just a joke. It's You're just, just so teasing. Crazy. You women are so emotional. You're so uptight. You're so sensitive. I don't get offended by anything. Masculinity is so fragile, you stalk someone over a hashtag. Masculinity is so fragile... Y'all offered to fight people to prove it wasn't fragile. 
<laughs> and then female boxers started replying to him. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> yes. okay, sure, let's um, fight. <laughs> so I didn't speak on it on Twitter because I think it was, for me, it's too complicated for me to just express on Twitter. Yes, I could have just jumped in and said silly things and or pointed out, you know, that any of the things that anybody else was saying. But I also felt like, though it was a joke and though it was meant to poke fun at the fragility of masculinity, the problem is that it is really fragile. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily know that this served to enlighten any of them or help them. Or, like, I don't don't think it helped at all. I think it was funny for a little bit, but I think it could easily be misconstrued as bullying uh, once it goes too far. And I can totally see other people participating in it, and it's funny. It Mm -hmm. is. But... I think it was college when I realized, wow, men do seem really fragile to me. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, this is like a deep thing, so I'm, don't get too offended yet. I'm going to go into it. Um, <laughs> calm down. Hold on. For example, a guy can come up to me and he can be like, well, sir, you put on a little weight since the last time we fucked. Um, and I'll be like, yeah, I wish you went to the gym. I like big muscles. Now, if I said that to him, which I never would. It would crush that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He would be upset. He would be, like, very defensive about it. Like, oh, oh. But I would willingly take the you put on a little weight comment because it's like, mm, that's the thing guys say. If a guy was like, oh, no, I like your titties. They're small and I like small titties. I can't be like, yeah, I'm happy about your little dick. I like little dicks. If I tell a man he has a little dick, he's ruined. And His the, self-esteem is ruined. Yeah, the deeper part of this is that... Um, the problem with masculinity is that it's not only toxic to women, it's actively toxic to guys. Mm-hmm. It's actively toxic uh, in that it builds up egos or it builds up expectations that they think they have to live up to every single mm-hmm. day. They think they have to be this kind of guy. They think they have to have this kind of chest, these kinds of arms, this kind of dick, uh, this kind of car, this, that, this, mm-hmm. that. That all these rules are being made uh, based around the concept of masculinity right. and proving yourself as a being. Uh, and and then, it's not good. Right. And then on top of that, if you are hurt, if your feelings are hurt, you can't express that. You can't be like, man, I'm just really upset because Sarah said I had a little dick. You can never say that to your best friend who is a guy. <laughs> you can't. And that's harmful. That's why men are dying before women are because they're holding all of these emotions in and they're not being allowed to express themselves and they're causing themselves mental torment as well. Because they can't be themselves, they have to be a guy. Mm-hmm. I had a friend growing up, he was a mentor to me, he was about 50, like white hair, I don't know, I was a kid, so it's hard to tell how old people were. I mm-hmm. think he was 50. Yeah. And one day we were talking, and he mentioned that originally he had wanted to be an interior designer. Because, oh, I remember why. Because he was um, pretty much somebody who helped the young people of the city reach their goals, and like, kind of was like an advocate for young people. And I said, how did you get this job? Mm-hmm. He wanted to be an interior designer. And his parents said, that's gay. No. And they refused to let him go to college for interior design. Mm -hmm. I was meeting a man who was 50 years old, who didn't get to spend any of his life doing what he wanted to do, who was in a pretty loveless marriage where he argued and fought with his wife a lot. Like, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Masculinity is hurting everyone. It's not just feminists who are angry because we don't have our rights. Like, we want you to have rights, too. I don't want my nephew to not be allowed to hug my granddad once he's seven. Because men don't hug. Yeah, and it kind of, like, makes it... It it makes that... that Drawing that line between masculinity and anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. in men very, very clear and thick. Like, whenever I talk to a friend, uh, a male friend who opens up and he's insecure about something... It's all these rules. It's mm-hmm. all of these concepts of masculinity 
and he thinks that he is not li- living up to the type of person he should be when, in fact, he is a whole person. Right. Be who the fuck you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be who the fuck you are. Fuck masculinity. What, you heard it here. A woman of fuck, yes. <laughs> be who the fuck you are. <laughs> Do it. As we said. Yes. Um, so, sorry to get all super deep about it, but it, like I said, I, I felt like I had too many emotions to just tweet it, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to tweet something, flip it, and then have it misunderstood, so mm-hmm. thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Yay! Um, speaking of nothing to do with that, <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man is going to be 15 in the upcoming reboot. Yes. Which is great, because... Usually, he's, like, in college, whereas normal Peter Parker, when he was starting out as a kid, was a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Um, before, like, Ultimate and Amazing and all that, the different types of Spider-Mans, the original Spider-Man was a teenager, and mm-hmm. that's why I never, like, I haven't felt any, like, anger direct toward, like, the, the actual casting choice. I could give less of a shit. Uh, about what's happening to Peter Parker until, like, a couple years down the road when he's got all these different friends. Um, but, but like, you know, I, I think it's great. I think he should be young. I don't need a fucking heartthrob playing Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a teenager with a lot of problems, and because he's a teenager, he makes so many stupid decisions, which mm-hmm. is my big thing. Like, all the Spider-Mans we've seen before have been the same origin story and the same kind of dumb decisions, but they're grown men, and it's just like... But this this is what you the decision that you made as a child in the comic, and it makes more sense in context because right. you were a child. Right. So yeah, it's actually uh, other side of that coin. It's actually what bothers me when I watch Game of Thrones with Daenerys. You know, she's mm-hmm. in the book, she's fourteen, mm-hmm. and in the show, girl, you old enough to know that's dumb as hell. Yeah. What are you doing? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so yes, I can definitely see that. I personally am not interested in anything to do with Spider Man. Just not. I've had right. enough Spider-Man. I got the cartoons, all of them. The movies, all yeah. I'm good. I get Spider-Man. I get his concept. It's not one of my favorites. I I don't care. <laughs> um, Supergirl. A new Supergirl trailer came out. Yes. Uh, it's it's cute. It shows off a little bit of a scene, uh, a little more context on what's coming for Supergirl from her home planet of Krypton, uh, and you know, kind of a look at the villains and stuff. It's really cute, really quirky. It's Supergirl, which is amazing. Like, the, 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 this is the big thing about Supergirl, is she feels like a breath of fresh air in the middle of all this dark grid, and Gritty. like, oh, this this grown-up story, and Supergirl's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a superhero! <laughs> I'm so happy, look at my laser eyes! Mm. <laughs> Can we make that video? <laughs> like our Supergirl fan video? Like, Katrina, reenact Super, and I'll be, um, what's his name? Jimmy. I'll just be like, <laughs> with a pen and paper, maybe. Or just like, I don't know. <laughs> just be like a, a, a whole scene of me trying to push a door open. Um, <laughs> but it's really, it's cute. You know, you get a look at, at, at her powers, um, and she shares a lot of the same as Superman. Uh, and uh, some some shots of her sister in action, and more context on the kinds of villains we're going to be uh, exploring. But Red Tornado did not show up, which is good because he looks like a giant fire <laughs> ant. <laughs> a giant fire ant. I like which is weird. I couldn't stop laughing when I looked at him, and then I was like, "Is this wrong of me to laugh?" Like, okay, we have the vision to catch up. We. <laughs> 
<laughs> we ask for costumes that look like what our villains and our heroes look like, right? Mm-hmm. We get a little mad when they make them too realistic. Yeah. Like, why hasn't Wolverine worn any of his iconic costumes in any of the X-Men movies? But this is a really prime example of why maybe... <laughs> Maybe there's, like, a rhyme or reason behind the choices not to do that. Like, I'm just staring at this man covered in ketchup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Clearly, that's not his real skin color. Yeah, that like, was a, it was a bad shade of makeup to, to choose. I would have chosen something far more deep and bright crimson, if that makes sense at all. Yeah. Um, no, I... <laughs> yeah, that bright reflective crimson that, like, normal superhero people have... And that's actually the shade that Red Tornado is in the comics, so it's kind of like, maybe it was the lighting, I don't know. I'm going to call him Red Tomato. Red Tomato! <laughs> that's all I thought. I was like, look at his little cherry tomato face. So, yeah, it's it, check out the new Supergirls TV spot. Uh, yesterday was apparently Supergirls' birthday, and we've soon got all of the DC, DC shows coming back, and also please pay attention to Vixen, because she has a five-minute digital show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm really mad at that. Yeah. Go watch Fixin' though, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Anakin is rumored for... <laughs> the note I wrote for myself was, why Annie? And I was like, what? Okay, <laughs> so I have a couple different thoughts on this, but I'd like to know yours. Um, I forgot to read the article. <laughs> okay, so so the summary is that um, in... Uh, there's apparently been talk of a set of Vader armor being on the set of Rogue One, and there is talk of Hayden Christensen preparing to film for Star Wars. Both of them are rumors. Nobody freak out. But everyone's kind of freaking out. Uh, People have been talking about it for, like, it's become the new, like, hand in space, where it's like, the movie will start off with Luke's hand floating in space with a lightsaber in it. Like, now it's just like, Anakin's Force Ghost is back, and... I, I could see, I could definitely, like, I mean, if it's Hayden Christensen in the armor for Rogue One, that's great. I mean, put him back in the armor. He doesn't have to do any acting. James Earl Jones will still voice him, I'm sure, because by that era, he's definitely got his James Earl voice going. Um, Right. Which, by the way, James Earl Jones, join Twitter today. Follow him. (laughs) That's where I'm kind of weirded out, because it's like, okay, I get the prequels, you know, we changed a lot of things, you Mm -hmm. know, including the Jedi being, that's whatever. But it does bother me that if it is his Force Ghost, that he'll appear looking like like Anakin. And like it's Anakin. Just, it's weird too because I, 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 like at the end of the movie, Luke sees who Anakin Skywalker is, unmasks his father, right. and then and then his Force Ghost looks, is, sta- is standing there, and it looks like Hayden Christensen, and it's like, "What up, Yoda? Hi, Obi Wan." Who's that? Right. <laughs> it was strange when they made that change because it's like, okay, I, I get like in your head this made sense. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't that age when he died. These guys, you know, weren't the age that you're thinking of when mm. they died. So why, like, you know, like, do Force Ghosts get to choose what age they are? Yeah, that's that's the other thing, because if, if Force Ghosts get to choose the age they are, then why isn't Ewan McGregor right. the, as, as Obi-Wan? Like, right. that's what made, that's what confused the shit out of me, yes. because Ewan McGregor was not the, the Force Ghost that they put in place of Sir Alec Guinness, thank goodness. Um, like, I love Ewan McGregor. I think he makes a fantastic Obi-Wan. In fact, I think everyone who has taken on the role of Obi-Wan has made him into a character that I actually mm-hmm. are, am intrigued by. But, but yeah, um, Anakin in a Star Wars movie again? I'm not, I'm not keen on it. It's like um, telling us Jar Jar Binks is gonna go, like, can Jar Jar Binks' ghost 
be in this movie. Wait. Wait. I'm a genius. Stop. Stop. Stop right there. Stop. Can you imagine? Stop it. I would call it Exorcist so fast. No, we don't speak that name. Um, yeah, we call it Exorcist. I need cover. a space exorcist. Please help. <laughs> Judge would be like, me so watching you. <laughs> what are you Okay, but in all seriousness, I, I am obsessed with the Skywalker family. I love them. They're so stupid and dumb. And so I, in any context, if I were to see Anakin return to this canon, I would want it to be to have closure with his kids, and I'd rather have it be in the comics. Because I want to see how Leia's going to react, because she did not react well in the expanded universe. Right. She was rightfully very, very, very angry when he tried to approach her and make amends. And she was like, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. God forbid she ever learns what happened to her actual mother. Like... No. That was but so great like, in the Princess Leia <laughs> comic, though, how they, like, tease those moments of Amidala. And I, I was just like, oh, wow. You've got to read Moving Target. Uh, it's actually really good. It's on my Google Play. I'll lend it to you if you okay. want. Thank you. But, and it's only, like, 137 pages long. It's, like, a, a young adult novel about Princess Leia. Um, but, yeah, she's already, it, throughout the canon, she's had those little moments of, like, oh, I've had, like, you can, t- she doesn't know what's going on, but you're right. like, you're having a vision. Oh, you're seeing something. Your intuition isn't just intuition, it's because you have the force. Right. Um, so it'd be Your cool. Your chlorines off the charts. <laughs> off the charts. Somebody was trying to ex- <laughs> make a joke about midi-chlorines at Geek Girl Brunch, and they said mitochondria. <laughs> and Aww. A, I laughed really hard, but B, we all totally know they were mitochondria that you gave a funny name. <laughs> like, duh, we know. Anyway. Yes. Sorry, so we got off topic again. It would be it would be cool to see Anakin back, but I don't want to see him as a Force ghost, and I really think that by the time the Force Awakens rolls around, his children are going to be way too old for him to have any right. input. It's like, like, Dad, I don't need you. Where were you when I was 17? I'm while 68, I was murdering, Dad, God! I was murdering a lot of people. I was very busy. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. My job meant a lot to me, but I now see that I was wrong. No, you should have came back 40 years ago. Could be a Star Wars movie where it's like a 68-year-old Luke (laughs) fighting Hayden Christensen's force ghost, like, bickering with him in a cave for an hour and a half. Like, (laughs) I would watch that movie. (laughs) It's going to be a lifetime game. (laughs) Oh, my. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) I'm still. I'm actually laughing because of our next thing. Mm-hmm. The folks on the International Space Station got to watch the Martian movie. P.S. I have been loving how NASA has been working with the Martian mm-hmm. to get people to come and check out NASA stuff. Yeah, like they're totally all about Mars right now. They're like, you're going to be so interested in Martian. Let's talk about Mars, 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 Mars. Come <laughs> here, come science one. There's like a social media manager, like, oh yes, yeah. this is going to be great. Right, and they maybe <laughs> even like exchange money to do it. I don't know, but like. It's. I love it. I mm. love that they're using this moment to really seize it and grab hold. And I hope in the next Goofy movie they do the same thing for Pluto. If you know <laughs> what I mean. But the idea that people on a space station watched a movie about being left behind in space to me was just like, can you imagine being on a cruise ship and they show Titanic? Look, okay. What was that one earthquake movie that Vin Diesel was in recently? Or you mean The Rock? Or The Rock? Yeah, The Rock. What was I get it? them mixed up a lot too. <laughs> 
Luckily, men. Um, um, San Andreas. San Andreas. I can't watch San Andreas because I live in California. Live like, if I were watching that here. movie, I'd just be holding on to my seat. Like, is an actual earthquake happening right now? What would like, I, I do? don't want to die in an earthquake. I'm from New York. I wasn't made for this. Where would I like, go? <laughs> uh, there was a really funny BuzzFeed video when it rained. Like, how everyone's freaking out about the rain. And then at the end of the video, there's an earthquake. And they're like, what was that? Oh, an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel about everyone here. But I... Like you, I'm from Virginia. Hurricanes, no problems. The ground is moving. Yeah, the ground is moving. And as much as anybody from LA reassures me that our houses are built to withstand earthquakes. What's that crack then? (laughs) Sorry. What are these cracks in the street? Why are like half of the walls open? Why do you build your houses on hills with downward slopes? Like. I'm just saying. So, So, yeah. It was funny to me that they showed it to folks at the space station, but they were all like, no, we're not afraid. It's really improbable and not likely to happen. So I love that, like, science defeated fear (laughs) in that case. Or at least they're putting on a really brave front. (laughs) Like, we can't let the the world know how terrified we are. (laughs) Like, next up, Apollo 11! Or they can't, like, say it to each other, because, you know, like, one of them is already thinking, I'm gonna have to eat you if you die. Mm. So, like, they're just, like, a pact. Yeah. It's like how presidents can't talk shit about past presidents. Like, astronauts cannot talk about what will happen if they die. Mm-hmm. In space. Exactly. Um, there's a new Batman DLC out. Yeah. It's apparently not good. I have not played it, uh, but basically what it is is they released a new Nightwing story, which I guess is what everyone's upset about, um, and they also released the 2008 uh, Tumblr from The Dark Knight, which you get two new courses in, um, but a lot of fans are hoping that they they basically put Batman in the tumbler and they're like, oh, his suit doesn't match, which, but good for anybody who is looking for it, Rocksteady is respi- responding right now and wanting to know if you would like the Begins Batsuit or the Dark Knight Batsuit, so if you want, go ahead and check out Rocksteady on Twitter and let them know. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> Arkham Knight kind of fell short for me. Like, it was it was great. I finished the storyline, the main storyline, and it was fun. But it's... I hate games that, like, once you're done with the storyline, like, you have, like, these petty little side missions and that's it. Right. Um, so I'm hoping that, like, next one's Catwoman update it was, will, will be cool. Right. It was also just, like, strange, you know, having missions that kind of make sense or let you experience a villain or something, you know, those make sense. But like Erika Ishii said so brilliantly on Twitter, it's like, Riddler, races are not a riddle. I know you have a very tenuous <laughs> grasp on reality and riddles, but a race is the furthest thing from a riddle possible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not, like, you're taking puzzle all the wrong way. And this could have been, you know, these Riddler quests could have been a chance to, like, spend time with the Riddler, who is a very interesting villain, who could be very funny and quirky and strange mm-hmm. and enjoyable, but instead... Like so many other things in the game, it was just turned into this. Like, you like cars, don't you? Batmobile, Batmobile, y'all love this shit. Get in the all Batmobile. Do it again. Do it again. Get um, in the Batmobile. So yeah, I, I watched some people play. I was like, this isn't for me. Also, games that are that dark hurt my eyes a lot when I try to play them. I would mm. much rather just watch somebody else play because me trying to make sure one of those actual bat creatures is not about to pounce on me—that's too much <laughs> ice cream. Too much ice cream. I had to mess with my destiny settings and make them not what they were supposed to be <laughs> so that I could play. 
I do that sometimes in, uh, in on the moon. Mm. I'm just like, why is everything the same color? Everything's dark, and with the Taken King, everything, everything's dark. That's and they darker. just, like, out in front of you, so you're, like, <laughs> out in front of you. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times that people who watch my stream know that I do this, that I have thought that a villain was my squad mate. <laughs> and they're like, okay, he's coming back. Oh, who's shooting me? Oh my god, it's a villain! That's a villain! That's a villain! <laughs> like, they all vaguely resemble types of um, guardians. Mm -hmm. So it's just like... It's really hard. Except the robots. I never get confused that the Cabal or the Vex are my homies. Mm -hmm. Not that dumb. Um... That's right, Bailey. Uh, so, also in the news is just the idea that old school cartridges are making a comeback via smartphones and other mm -hmm. technology. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty interesting and exciting for those of us who love retro games. One moment. Bailey, mommy is podcasting. You need to be quiet. Shh. Okay. <laughs> Seems to have understood. Mm -hmm. um, it's also exciting because you can buy cartridges... For like 25 cents if you play your cards right. What? Can you imagine? You just play all the games you love without having to hook up another system and unhook it every time you want to play some other game mm -hmm. on your smartphone for like 25 cents. It's your childhood. Super it's easy. Um, I love it. I love I love that mobile gaming is becoming such a thing because I'm a commuter. Mm -hmm. So like I, when you are on the LA Metro, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> like it's the worst shit in the world. Half the time, it's just horrible. So having video games and, and, you know, usually I read a book, but having a video game to really pay attention to so that I can zone the rest of the world out is amazing. So. I wish I didn't get carsick because I would love to zone out the angry man screaming or the one talking about Jesus or that one who smells like everything horrible you can imagine in life. Mm -hmm. Bailey, mommy is podcasting. I agree, Bailey. LA people are smelly. Um, so yes, it would be, it would be nice to do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. My friend recently just got the new, I think it's Retron 5, mm -hmm. um, and is having fun with that, and I'm so jealous. Yay! So I guess that's, <clears throat> that's everything, and we're going to lead into our main topic, 44 minutes after the hour. Wow, we're doing Hello. so good. We're, we're, it's alright, we won't talk that much about it. <laughs> uh, so TwitchCon is coming up mm -hmm. this weekend, I believe. Uh, yes, Friday and Saturday. Sarah will be there. I will be there. And she's going to be at a booth, but we'll talk about that yes. in, a, in a little bit. Mm -hmm. So in honor of TwitchCon and in honor of Twitch, which we use to stream our service, thank you very much, um, we wanted to talk about streaming and talking and, and creating a show or hosting your own basic live stream while you game. Uh, Sarah knows a lot more about hosting live streams while you game, where I know, uh, well, both of us know about this, but I guess I'll talk about it, uh, just hosting talk shows on the internet live. Mm -hmm. So, yes. um, So, first a little bit about streaming, because why not? Let's be professional. Um, so, it turns out that, like... Millions of people watch streams, mm -hmm. which confuses the crap out of millions of other people who are like, what joy do you get out of watching somebody else play a game? To which you can easily respond, why do you watch the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. That's a dumb question. Um, most people watch streams because they're either enjoying a funny personality while also getting their fix of a game, mm -hmm. or because they're watching somebody at the top of their field um, play a game. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's watching an esports competition mm -hmm. Or watching a speedrunner um, kick an old course's ass. It's it's the joy of watching a beautiful performance or uh, interacting with a hilarious um, personality. Mm -hmm. Or just great personality that you like a lot. I guess they don't all have to be funny. I it think, helps if they're funny. I think it does help if they're funny. <laughs> um, 
Interestingly enough, the vast majority of people watching, 94% are guys, and most of them are between the age of 18 and 34, so it's like straight up millennial men mm-hmm. are the big huge audience for Twitch, which means that um, it it's very easy to connect, mm-hmm. right? You know, because this is the exact um, part of our culture that is interested in exact feedback, getting what they want, talking, and making sure that they can have um, kind of like an immediate response and immediate like fulfillment of whatever they're asking for um so it's pretty much the perfect marriage of everything that could have possibly happened and to put down a myth no the majority of popular streamers are not hot girls with their boobs out um i don't even think there's a girl there might be one girl in the top 20 um for streamers with the most followers Mm -hmm. so that is a myth put it away there are a lot of white men a lot of white guys like, mm-hmm. I went on the TwitchCon page to look at which um, streamers were their featured broadcasters. <sighs> it's a little depressing. Which is why we're educating you about streaming today, so that you can can tell your friends and get everybody to diversify and create new content. Because why not? Yeah. It's, it's here. We might as well. Yeah. Which is why we're here. It's free. Yeah. It's free. It's free. You can stream for free now. Well, I mean, you'd have to buy a console or your setup area, but for the most part, streaming after that is free, and you can make money off of it if you're really, really good. Not good. Sorry. I'm worse, <laughs> if it helps. Like, I'm just terrible. Not good. I barely stream, and then when I do, I'm just like, I'm going to move this droid around for 30 minutes. That is, it is hard. <laughs> An um, item hunt. So... <laughs> We're going to get to that, too. So, first of all, what do people enjoy about streaming and why do they stream? Generally, um, a lot of people get into it for the wrong reasons and they can't keep up with it. Mm. Because Twitch is really set up for a genuineness. It's not like YouTube where you can put on a personality for three minutes every day and be this character that you are for YouTube. It's a lot harder on Twitch to keep up a persona because often you're playing, what, like six hours? Can mm. you keep up a persona for six hours? Because... I generally can't. I try to be nice. It never works. Like, 30 minutes in, I forget that my goal was to seem nice and perky, and I'm already back to normal <laughs> Um So, uh, streaming offers a level of authenticity that both the watchers and the person streaming can really enjoy. And, um, I don't know, it just it feels good to be able to play a game and have friends to talk to, because most friends don't want to come over while you're playing a single-player game. <laughs> And most of our games nowadays don't really let you play multiplayer games um, with each other unless you've got a Wii. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hopefully Battlefront will change that. Well, it's going to be split screen. No, Battleborn and Battlefront are both both going to have. I'm really excited about Battleborn having split screen because I used to love having people come over and play Borderlands. People come over like, what games can we play? It's like, okay, we can play a fighting game and you're eventually going to get bored. Or we could go on an adventure and kill things together. It's going to be so much fun. I wonder how, and, like, because we're seeing that trend, I wonder how that's going to affect streaming. Like, that in-house multiplayer, are we going to be able to get everyone on camera to play for a long enough round to build an audience? But that's, I guess that's for the future. Um, I really hope the future comes up with another camera for my PlayStation. Yeah. Because I want a Bailey cam. (laughs) I want a dedicated Bailey cam for you guys to watch. Um, But that's either here or there. Um, we were going to get back to, oh, streaming. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I know we're talking about streaming, but, um, <laughs> you brought it up, what yes. you do when you play a game versus what is entertaining for people to watch mm-hmm. is an interesting topic. Yes. 
tons of people watch Felicia Day play her games, but she's mostly organizing her inventory. Mm. I, too, fall into this trap. <laughs> um, or when you're really concentrating on a boss battle and it takes 20 minutes to defeat that boss mm-hmm. and you're not talking yeah. because you're concentrating on the boss battle. So don't think that just anybody can become a successful streamer. You actually have to work on getting better and become doing more of the things that your stream likes to see you do. And committing. There's like a lot, there's a lot of commitment. A lot of streamers that I see that have huge audiences are streamers that are like, I'm going to be on every Tuesday at this time on the dot. And they are always there. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Like, that's, it's hard to manage that and then the other possible, like, uh, obligations that you have in life. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, I was streaming every day for a while. Uh, but the good thing is there's a nice um, feedback loop that will happen. If you're streaming every day, you will eventually feel really good mm-hmm. and feel like you're having a lot of fun and feel like you're looking forward to seeing your friends today. Mm-hmm. So it becomes its own reward to stream every day. So once you can get over that hoop, it becomes much easier. So why do you stream, Sarah? Um, I stream because I am lonely. <laughs> That's why I do a podcast so Katrina will hang out with me. <laughs> I'm really bad at leaving my house. It's not you. It's literally just I don't want to leave my house. I know. Ever. It's why so many people in LA have podcasts. We don't actually want to talk to you all. We just want to see our friends on a regular basis. Um, I know a lot of LA podcasters who like like much worse than us because it actually does take me a while to get over here because I take public transit. Um They'll, like, live, you know, one of them's in Echo Park, and, like, one of them is in, like, Santa Monica, and they're like, let's just do an audio podcast, and we'll put it together, and we won't have to go over. Like, guys, no. No. Put in the effort, you assholes. Go meet in the middle. Meet in the middle, it's better audio. Jesus. (laughs) Come on. So, yeah, I mean, like, and, and for me, I don't stream as often, but I love hosting live shows. I love being able to interact with people and have like, deep conversations about, you know, subjects and fandom that we really care about, and with Twitch and with other live platforms, I've been able to find that, because people love being engaged when they're live. Like, that's the one thing I've noticed is that, like, comments are not as, uh, fun. You know, comments aren't as fun for people, they're not as, like, interactive and at the minute, like, if someone is on a stream, you can ask them a question right there. If, like, your favorite celebrity is answering questions on Twitter and you're 15 minutes late... Yeah. Screw it. You're not getting that answered. Um, Right. And and when you bring that up, it also reminds me about Periscope. Um, I love Periscope. I love Periscope. I do. And it's like, what what am I doing? I'm just talking to my phone. But Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking to my phone. I'm answering people's questions, and I have someone who's going to listen to me ramble, and I don't have to feel like, oh, your body language says that you aren't really enjoying this. (laughs) Wow, my neighbors are, like, having a party. They are, like, throwing up the party tonight. I, Shit. Uh, what day is it? It's Wednesday. What are you people doing? No idea. But, <laughs> but yeah, just the, 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 the aspect of being able to provide live entertainment at the same time as, like, having interactions with people is really compelling to me. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. And then I like that people give a shit about what I have to say all the time. Right. This is a nice change. It is. It's pretty nice. <laughs> and I, you know, I think especially for, um, you know, back when I did have a full-time job and you working a full-time job, mm-hmm. you know, it could be so stressful managing office politics, managing your politics of your friendships. Bailey, mommy is trying to have a very important conversation. It's like I had a hard day at the office uh, myself. You know, trying to, maybe you can't always be yourself and... <laughs> 
<laughs> Bailey is really connecting what, what we're saying right now. Um, and But on stream, you can let all of that go, and you can do your favorite thing, which is gaming, mm-hmm. while hanging out with people who are going to make you feel like you're not an idiot who couldn't get that PowerPoint turned in on time. Or you're not the dummy who uh, didn't know that that was the senior partner from Wolfram at Heart that walked by you, if you get that reference. That's pretty cool. Um, so it is, it is nice to feel validated, to feel loved, to feel like you have friends, and to share in the joy of doing something that you all love. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone who's looking to start a stream, uh, based on everything we just said, main advice is pick a schedule, be consistent. Um, pick something that you love. Don't pick a game that you think... Um, will be popular and that people will like. Mm-hmm. Um, you should try to be true to yourself. I've tried that before. When Witcher 3 came out, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to play Witcher 3 because it just came out and I know people really like this game. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. And I miserably slogged through that game I know a lot for a few of, hours. a lot of popular streamers who, like, specifically just stream indie games that they find, like, sitting on the app store that they download to their computer or they're, like, on Steam and they're like, this is new, boop, let's do it. Because it's just fun for them to try it out. So find find your style. What do you like playing on a daily basis outside of hosting anything? And just start with that. Uh, because, like Sarah had said, the one thing about Twitch is that you must be genuine. Yeah. Like, you have to be you. So you're finally given a chance to. Hey. Correct. So I think that about rounds up our main topic. Yes. Um, and I meant to say wraps up, and I said rounds up, and you all are just going to deal with it. Whatever. <laughs> now we're on to... Chick-pick! Woo! Um, so my first chick pick is amazing. There is this <laughs> grandma who very soothingly is playing Skyrim right now. Oh I have God. shared the link with you. Um, guys, I... <laughs> I meant to only watch a little bit of it just to see what it was, and I just couldn't stop watching. It's like your grandma just being like, all right, now I'm going to see if this dead guy has anything I want on him. Okay, it doesn't look like he has any loot. All right, so now we're going to go and we're going to fight the rats. And you're just like, grandma, grandma, who taught you? Who taught you how to do this? Uh, It's pretty great. I love it. I hope you. Enjoy I have to it. check that out. I didn't look at it before uh, before we came by. So that's my first chick pick. <clears throat> uh, so my first chick pick. I think my other ones are in the last up, uh, oh, email. Crap. I might have gotten kick, cut off. But my first chick pick is that um, Moss Eisley Underground is making a comeback with a punch. We've got three shows launching or relaunching over the next week. I took a little break to get things reorganized and cut out any of the slack that uh, was no longer relevant. So now we're a podcast network. Um, our shows involve, my show is about comics uh, within the Star Wars universe called Moss Eisley Comic Port. Our show comes back on Monday next week. Really cool. Very excited. Our second show is uh, Hanging with Team Kanan, which is our Star Wars Rebels podcast that is starting up on October 18th, which is after Star Wars Rebels comes back. So excited. Uh, and that is with myself, Jonah Marie Macias, and Jeremy Conrad. And then Jeremy is hosting his own show about collecting Star Wars stuff. So that is all on MossEisleyUnderground.com. Make sure to come back Monday because that is the start of all the fun. Um, and Ninja Post, in response to your comment, do not read the comments. You you know better than to read the comments. Yeah, don't read the comments. Don't silly. read the comments. Where'd my other chick pics go? I, I found them. Oh, don't worry. Okay. Um, I'm just pasting mine so I can scroll oh, back good, up yay. to yours. 
Um, so my second chick pick is that I was on a really awesome podcast called Legion Leia. I love them. Um, it was really fun. Uh, we ended up on a really, really bad side of the internet. I, I don't even want. When you say Nightwing, from now on, I also have a moment where I'm like, oh. Okay. Oh no! Yeah, I'm so we, sorry. We we got to the bad side of the internet, but Aww. it was for a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. It was to learn about shipping and um, to talk about all the cool geeky news going on. Actually, pretty similar to what we do here. Um, and I think you will laugh a lot. So you should, especially at the end where no one can speak anymore because they're too busy, <laughs> too busy dying of laughter. So give that a listen. Yes. Uh, my second check chick pick is that uh, New York Comic Con is coming up next week. Is coming up. Next, uh, not next week, the week after next. Yes, week after next. I'm going to New York. I'm going to be at Comic-Con. It'll be great. Come out, have fun. But there's also a rave called the Blade Rave, where they are going to recreate the rave scene from Blade. I'm so, so jealous that get you got to go. all your fucking gothic <laughs> clothes and meet me at the goddamn Blade Rave. And just not the nice gothic clothes, because you're about to get, like, drenched in blood. <laughs> but... Oh my god! I'm so excited. I'm really jealous. Why does New York get the cool shit? New York is the shit. Oh well, we did get a Star Wars celebration. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try to be reasonable here, but I'm pretty <laughs> jealous of that. Hopefully, somebody from LA who goes really enjoys it and comes back and just does it here. Yeah, I and mean, well, we got I got a, a press can, invite, so I'm gonna talk to them and be like, you know, it'd be great if you just did it on the other side here. of the country too, right? <laughs> um, and you know I'm a nerd because it's called the Blade Rave and all I can think is if you add an N it becomes Blade Raven and Raven oh. from Tekken is Blade oh. it's just Blade Blade okay <laughs> um, back to Sarah being a human being um, my last chick pick is that I wrote um, a game yay it's pretty crazy when you think about it I wrote a game guys I made it mom um, game. It's called Blade Sword of Elysium, and it's a mobile game, and you should just go play it, because it's so simple. Thank um, you, Ninja Puss. Yes, thank you, Ninja Puss. Um, you're trying to upstage me, but it's whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you should totally go play my game. Yes. Uh, my final chick pick is that at New York Comic Con, the Women in Geek Media panel is officially returning, and our lineup is stupid good. Like, stupid good. Like, I have no idea how I got half of these chicks to say yes. Uh, it's about um, getting a job in a world where, you know, diversity is just now opening up into doors and how to help your coworkers, how to help your colleagues, uh, and also make it as a journalist or a, a film writer or an editor. Uh, so for that, I have brought together a dream team of amazing people, including Jamie from Black Girl Nerds, who's going to be on the panel, Sam Maggs, formerly of Mary Sue, she's the author of A Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, Deb Aoki, who has more, uh, her experience in the manga, commu- manga community and translating, editing, has uh, been as long as I have been alive, I think. Um, uh, goodness, who else do we have? We have such amazing people. Jody Hauser mm-hmm. of the Orphan Black comic is going to be there. Um, and then Alicia Grasso, my editor-in-chief and, mo- and movie pilot, will be moderating. So come check us out. It's the second year in a row. We have a prime time spot on Saturday at 2.45 p.m. in room 101AB, directly after the Star Wars publishing panel. So you can even walk over with me. So. Just join Katrina on that one. Just- Let's go. Let's march and be like, sorry, Star Wars, we got stuff to do. If you lead a march out of there, please somebody periscope it so I can enjoy that. <laughs> That'll be 
amazing. Um, pretty jealous of everything involving New York Comic Con. One day I will get to go. You gotta go. It's amazing. It's just Amazing. All right, guys, starting a GoFundMe. <laughs> Get Sarah to New York ever. Whenever I move back there, you're welcome to stay in my home. I actually have uh, relatives there already, so I never need to spend money when I stay in, in New York. It's the flight. You gotta check out. Okay, so if uh, uh, pr- you know, just pro a tip. precursor, just a pro tip: check out New York flights on Virgin Airlines on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays during fall and spring, like. That is when they're cheap as shit. The airline flights for New York Comic Con are like 250 bucks round trip. What? That's cheaper than going home. Virgin. Wow. Yeah. Right, so virgins are always better. Like when I flew over here and moved here from New York to LA, I paid 127 dollars for my flight, um, plus tax. But you know, Virgin America is no fucking joke, and it's real nice. <laughs> Alright, well, now I know. Watch me have a job next they year. They should too, pay me and not this. be able to go. Like, Sarah, you're just a bum sitting on your couch. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go to New York Comic Con. <laughs> just do it. It's if you see me just show up, know that that's what happened. I just had a moment at night where I was like, I'll make $100. <laughs> I'll sell a video game. Let's anyway. just go. Alright, guys, well, that rounds up our chick picks. We hope that's you enjoyed it. the show. Um, be sure to follow us. I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm O Katrina. And this has been Woman Up, Up Podcast. But be before sure. you go, oh, sorry. I thought we were going to end, and I was like, wait, we've got to tell them our social media thing. But you were saying it. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You do it. it. Okay. Okay, but before you go, make sure to follow our new Twitter at uh, Woman Up Show. That is on Twitter again. Uh, we're looking for more followers, and send us all of your questions, all of your chick pics. Uh, or otherwise picks uh, and and interact with us. We're always Sarah is always doing awesome things on the Twitter. Sarah is. I love how you changed it. <laughs> Sometimes I put something in buffer, but for the most part, it's Sarah. So it's probably always me. Um, <laughs> yes, and oh, we did forget to talk about that. I will be at TwitchCon. We just mentioned it briefly. I'll be at TwitchCon working in the uh, educational area. I'm working in the esports US booth. We'll be doing giveaways all day, so if any of you happen to get to TwitchCon, you should totally check it out. If you can't get to TwitchCon, you should do me a solid by following them on Twitter, uh, so that I look like I did a really good job. Yay! Um, And for those of you listening in the audio format, you're listening to this uh, either on allgames.com or on iTunes, but we are hosted on All Games, and Mm -hmm. you should check out. They have a lot of other cool podcasts as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in! Bye! Bye. Goodbye!